If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Good morning. Wake up! The morning line. Line up, ladies! All right, here we go. It is Friday. Congratulations. You have made it through the end of another week, and we've got... And we got some sports investing to do beginning tonight right through Sunday. By the time we see you again Monday morning, I know you guys are going to double, triple, quadruple your bankrolls because it's going to be one of the most profitable weekends of your life. Thoughts are things, damn it. At least that's what they tell me from the book, The Secret. But we want to welcome you in here. It is the morning line. Time to get that edge here on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. And I'm Joe Ranieri. Thank you very much for stopping by here. We'll do our very best to get you caught up with what happened last night in the world of sports. And there was plenty. You had the start of the NFL Week 11 series, right? Game, sir? What, week? Yeah. Yeah, season started 11. Week week, week 11 of the season. That's correct. Uh, between the AFC rivals there, the Browns and the Steelers. We talked a lot about this game. Uh, over the week, I seem to be out on an island uh, by myself here. Uh, I was told and called uh, many of things for backing the Cleveland Browns in that game with the three points. Uh, but was I proven to be absolutely out of my mind or did I prove to actually, I don't know, have uh, 
have a good idea of exactly what was going to happen. Well, almost until the final eight seconds. I don't think anybody saw that happening. But in case you missed it and you're waking up this morning, we will let you hear it. You will get caught up with everything that happened, not only in the NFL, Mac action football. I cannot believe the amount of Mac action football that we have talked about on this show over the week. And not because these games were like watching paint dry. It's because by the time we got to last night with a Mac action game, you just knew a team down 21 points going into the fourth quarter meant absolutely nothing. And again, last night, it proved to be true. Only in Mac football can you get that kind of craziness in second halves of games. But hey, it wasn't just Mac. We had a little ACC football last night, too, between... Pittsburgh, speaking of Mac, how about uh, Mac Brown in North Carolina invaded Pittsburgh, trying to take down the Pitt Panthers, who have had a uh, pretty decent season this year. Uh, Could Mac Brown rally the troops? Could they get it done on the road with a freshman quarterback? That game, too, ended up absolutely craziness at the end. But let us not forget, college hoops also underway. And really, the big matchup last night was number three. Taking on number 10, I believe. You had Seton Hall taking on Michigan State. Michigan State uh, trying to go ahead and still rebound after that opening loss there to Kentucky on the Madison Square Garden floor. National landscape. This was a game, guys. This was so much fun to watch last night. So glad that College Hoops is back. 18 games in all. How did it all end up? Who, what, where? We will get you ready. Plus, do not forget, guys. One. Two football games again tonight. That's right. Two football games tonight, including, I believe, a little Pac-12 after dark going to take center stage or a little, I'm sorry, a little Mountain West after dark going to take stage here tonight. Fresno State taking on San Diego State, while the appetizer on the card tonight in the football universe will be Louisiana Tech taking on Marshall, a little Conference USA action. I'm getting better than this, right? Not to mention how many, let's see, one, two, 47 college basketball games, eight NBA games, and five NHL games, a partridge in a damn pear tree. Let's get to it. Guys, if you missed it last night, let me see. How do I put this? The Browns Steelers will start with the score. The Browns beat the Steelers. More importantly, the Browns covered while beating the Steelers there. They were laying three. 21-7 was the final score to start week 11 off in the NFL season. Uh, Mason Rudolph was as terrible as I thought he was. He's also uh, going to add four interceptions to his repertoire on his uh, resume. One of the biggest problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers and buying into the this team has really turned a corner is the fact that the last four games they have won, if it wasn't for the defense scoring touchdowns and if it wasn't for the other teams melting down, one could argue that a guy that in five of his seven starts hasn't thrown over 200 yards going on the road for the first time in a while might be overmatched if he has got to If he's got to exchange shots with the other team and their quarterback, this quarterback, of course, was Mason Rudolph. And it actually proved to be correct because he made a lot of throws. Unfortunately, Mason Rudolph, the throws he did complete went to the 
Cleveland Browns. Four interceptions and all. Not a good night. Also, not a good night for the health of the Pittsburgh Steelers as guys just kept going down one after the other. It was late hit here. Helmet to helmet hit there. Juju Smith, uh, Smith-Schuster, gone. James Conner, shoulder, gone. Everybody, uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, wide receiver, gone. Air, bleeding from the guys are bleeding from the ears. Bleed. It was a mess last night. Don't even get me started on special teams. One of the things we had talked about with you guys yesterday was the wind. And we told you that wind was going to be a problem in that game last night. Not so much from the standpoint of uh, it's going to be 30-mile-an-hour winds and nobody's going to be able to pass the ball, all they're going to have to do and run. No. But wind from, and this is why wind is such a big factor, guys, and it should be something you are looking at this time of year in every damn football game you are looking to handicap. Figure out where the stadium is. Figure out what the wind Is it double-digit wins? There's enough data available to tell you guys that the scores tend to remain low. But more importantly, special teams tends to be a mess, an absolute mess. And how many field goals did we miss last night here, guys, if you were watching that game? The problem with Cleveland is the stadium sits on the river. And it's not one of those situations where as long as you're going right to left, You'll have the wind and you're good to go. Uh, no, it's not one of them. We've seen those games where if you're when you receive the ball and you're defending one goal, that team only runs while the other team passes. And then when they flip sides, it's reverse. Not how it works in Cleveland. The swirling winds are brutal on both sides of the field. And you watched that last night. Did I mention that somebody almost got killed with a helmet? We'll let you hear that, too. Coming up next here, getting started on a Friday, the morning line, Sports Grid Night. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. go on a Friday. Welcome in November the 15th, halfway through the month of November. Thanksgiving just around the corner and then get ready. Christmas trees, holiday lights, all of that good stuff. Parties, relatives you haven't seen in forever, nor do you ever care to see. You're probably going to have to spend at least a couple of quality hours hanging out with. That's the way it works. However, it also means we got ourselves just around the corner. Playoffs. That's right. Both college and in the NFL. Week 11 last night, uh, one step closer here trying to get to those those great playoff games in the NFL. And it was a matchup that we will all remember forever. And not because of the brilliant play and the battle that we got to witness. The quality of football last night in Cleveland, new, 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 new. In fact, probably one of the most boring, ugly, disgusting games that you are ever going to see on a Thursday night. Uh, what we did get, though, were fireworks at the end there. The final eight seconds of that game proved to be the most memorable of anything that happened prior to the uh, to the 60 minutes of football before that. Absolutely crazy. We'll start, of course, with the highlights. Here's a montage of some of what took place yesterday in the game. It's mostly, though, I will warn you, Steeler fans, this is mostly highlights of Mason Rudolph throwing the ball to the Browns. But, you know, you beggars can't be choosers. So here you go. Mayfield's going to take it. And no signal. Now there is. Touchdown, Cleveland. Aiden, former seventh overall pick in 2010 by Cleveland. Why? is Landry for the touchdown. Here's Samuels out of the backfield for the touchdown. Here's an interception by Schobert. This could end the night. Spun down inside the five. On third and goal, Mayfield into the end zone and caught for the touchdown, Carlson. Yes, that was a hell of a grab, too, by the way, that final touchdown to make it 21-7, to kind of mossed them there. A little Randy Moss went up and over the defender to get the ball. First uh, reception, first touchdown, I believe, for uh, for the tight end there. Pretty good stuff. All in all, listen, Baker Mayfield uh, made enough plays. He was actually, for the first time, put in a position 
uh, at some points in that game to be successful. Play calling still atrocious, but they were able to make enough plays to make it worthwhile as they won 21-7. But what happened in the final eight seconds as that game was winding down really with absolutely nothing to gain by either team, even quite honestly trying to rip or, or the ball there, uh, trying to even hike a play in their own end, which is what the Steelers were doing. Uh, it was 21-7, game over, but Mason Rudolph went ahead and uh, tried to drop back for a pass, which, of course, ended up with um, him going to the ground by, of all people, Miles Garrett. Now, Miles Garrett had him in the grasp at some particular point, and while he threw the ball out, Miles Garrett still pretty much took him to the ground, wrestled him to the ground. Now, he was also surrounded by not one, but two Pittsburgh Steelers offensive linemen. It wasn't anything. He didn't slam him to the ground or nothing. He just kind of didn't let him go and, and fell down to the ground. But while he was on the ground, Miles Garrett, he was locked up with Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph went for Miles Garrett's helmet. And uh, as clear as you can see it, on the ground, he is uh, quite obviously trying to rip the helmet off of Miles Garrett. Now, Miles Garrett is a pretty big dude here, guys. And I got to imagine, yeah, the whole helmet thing is not something uh, that uh, a guy like Miles Garrett's going to take lightly. So while they both got up off the ground, Miles Garrett uh, returned a favor and said, let me show you how it's done and basically ripped the helmet off of Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, to his credit, uh, would not uh, go away. Kept trying to get at Miles Garrett in between uh, DeCastro, the offensive lineman, while Mor uh, Maurice uh, Marquise Pouncey was there as well. Uh, and then while he was still trying to go after Miles Garrett, uh, Miles Garrett uh, decided that this would be a great time to play whack-a-mole and use Mason Rudolph's head. Uh, as the mole and use Mason Rudolph's helmet as the thing he'd whack him with. And basically, he took a full roundhouse situation from like down in the bottom all the way over the top and smashes Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. From that particular point, the benches started to clear. Uh, both offensive linemen, uh, DeCastro for the Steelers, managed to somehow get uh, Garrett to the ground at that point. Pouncey comes over and starts throwing haymakers and then starts kicking him in the head while they're on the ground. And, of course, it was it was on from that particular point there. It was all guys in the final seconds of this game last night, a game that was clearly going to be won by the Cleveland Browns. And uh, now you've got you got a defensive tackle and uh, what is it? A Gunjobi, a Larry and Gunjobi for the Cleveland Browns. He was in that uh, mess there. The bench is cleared. It was quite honestly, absolutely nuts. You had people like uh, Troy Aikman in the booth calling it barbaric. It was just, it was people taking the Twitter players going, you got to throw them out of the league. Uh, Vontez Burfix, like, that's how you do it, people. I mean, this is, it was just total chaos for the last 10 seconds of a game that was so ugly, so ridiculously boring, but again, was going to be won regardless by the Cleveland Browns. So now, after the game, of course, <laughs> they throw a microphone in front of 
Baker Mayfield, the winning quarterback, and tried to get his thoughts. And I'll say this about Baker. He um, he didn't pull no punches. Uh, you know, out of, uh, they always say something good comes out of something, you know, terrible. Well, th- that was a terrible situation for a Browns team. It was terrible look for the NFL. And I thought Baker handled it as good as anybody could. This was him at the end of the game being asked what he thought about the situation. Um, I didn't see why it started, um, but it's inexcusable. Uh, it, you know, I don't care rivalry or not. Uh, we can't do that. That's that's kind of the history uh, of you know what's been going on here lately, hurting yourself, and that's just endangering the other team. That's uh, inexcusable. He knows that. Um, I hope he does now. It's just, it's tough. Uh, We'll see. Mason Rudolph, a friend of yours, Miles Garrett, a uh, teammate of yours. What were you saying to your teammates over there to kind of calm everybody down? Uh, I don't think there's anything in that moment that I can really say to calm him down. Uh, You know what? The the reality is he's going to get suspended. Uh, We don't know how long, and that hurts our team. Well done. Uh, got it. I'll give credit. I have uh, ripped him pretty well here, Baker Mayfield, over time. But I thought he did a good job in that moment. Because what the hell do you say? Your your best defensive player just committed assault on the other team's quarterback and has managed to do something we have never ever seen in the NFL before: using somebody else's helmet as a weapon to try and basically knock him out. I never seen that before, and. This isn't a reserve nose tackle, guys. We're talking about Miles Garrett. We're talking about the best, one of the best defensive players in the game, certainly the best defensive player on the Cleveland Browns. And seconds, I mean, just minutes after it happened, you stick a microphone on the national stage in front of Baker Mayfield, who uh, I like what he said. It's inexcusable. He didn't make any excuses for his teammate. Uh, he basically said, you know, it's it, we know what's going to happen here. He hurt his team. You can't do it. I think he said all the right things. So good for him. Uh, and then, of course, he went on to say that, yeah, this is going to be terrible because this is all we're going to get here is more drama. That's- He's going to own up to it. He's going to handle it. Uh, and this locker room is going to have to come together because this is going to be a soap opera on the outside, much like the media has, has portrayed us to be uh, from the whole season. No, no, not the media, uh, my friend. You, you started the whole soap opera thing with your damn interviews, your comments, and everything else. So, not the media. You were the one who created the soap opera. But, to his credit, as a leader of a football team, as a starting quarterback, you need to be the face and the voice of the team. You did a pretty good job of letting people know what Miles Garrett did not acceptable. We'll have more on that. Coming up here on the morning line. Oh, by the way, they meet in a couple of in two weeks. So we'll talk about that. Coming up next, Grid, SportsGrid.com. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, welcome in on a Friday. Make sure you find us on YouTube, Sports Grid Network. Go ahead, subscribe, never miss a show, plus all the fantasy and sports wagering you need all the time. Also on Instagram at SportsGridTV. And tonight, two more football games, 46, I believe, college basketball games. A partridge in a pear tree, uh, NBA, NHL. Come on, guys. Time to put your money where your mouth is. Take a shot. Open yourself up a sports wagering account with FanDuel. It is Jersey's largest sports book. If you head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Well, you'll receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Point spreads, uh, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, college and pro sports. As you are in control, if you head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, open that new account, claim your free wager of up to $500 and do it today. By the way, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And speaking of the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook here tonight, I think I believe I'm going to be hosting tonight, beginning at uh, 8 p.m. in-game live. I will not be at the FanDuel Sportsbook because, quite honestly, from what I understand, it's uh, below 40 degrees in uh, New Jersey. It, it, So uh, we won't uh, be there, but we will be live here from uh, Miami and we will go ahead and host in game live tonight and look to break down some of these games that are going to be going on. Certainly plenty of college uh, college hoops here tonight. We also, like I told you, have two 
One Mac, uh, one Mountain West game there a little bit late tonight going out with uh, Fresno State. We'll have you uh, set up for that. But, of course, we got a little Conference USA going on here tonight I'm looking forward to. Definitely uh, Marshall taking on Louisiana Tech in Marshall. Big opportunity in this game for Marshall to kind of take that next step with this program. I think that's going to be a great game. Tech is 8-1, and one, Marshall 6-3. and three. I think we're going to see one hell of a football game. But more importantly... We'll help you profit from it tonight in game live, 8 o'clock here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. All right, so we're continuing with the uh, with the soap opera that was the Cleveland Browns-Pittsburgh Steelers game last night. Not because the game was great. And if you are just joining us, keep in mind, Steelers lost 21-7. to Cleveland covered, laying three. The total, which again was a bit mind-blowing for me last night, uh, I was struggling with this all day yesterday trying to figure out what did I miss because this opened up at 40, guys, and it was bet all the way up to 41 and a half. So somebody somewhere with uh, with a few bucks kept going, oh, they're going to score points in this game. There's going to be a lot of points. I just I didn't see it, didn't understand it, didn't make any sense. That's why I took the first half under. That cashed. Uh, and, of course, the full game under. That cashed as well. They only scored 28 points, heck of a lot less than the 41 and a half that it was bet up to. Uh, but the real story that you're going to hear about all day today across this network and across the sports talk universe is going to be what happened at the end of the game last night between the Browns and the Steelers. A meaningless uh, final play of the game ended up with Miles Garrett taking Mason Rudolph to the ground. Mason Rudolph then trying to rip Miles Garrett's head off while they were on the ground, only for both of them to get to their feet and for Miles Garrett to go ahead, return the favor, and rip the damn helmet off of Mason Rudolph. Now, if that wasn't enough, in between two very large offensive linemen, uh, somehow Miles Garrett managed to swing that helmet of Mason Rudolph's and play whack-a-mole with his head and basically just took him down and, and hit him. Mason Rudolph couldn't even believe it that he was actually hit, threw his hands up in the air like, is this guy kidding me? Uh, we don't often see blatant assaults uh, on the NFL football field. A lot of people taken back by that, and I love the the moral high ground of the people on Twitter last night, including former and current players just cracked me up, man. How about that hypocritical crap? Yeah, the uh, the moral high ground all of a sudden uh, hopping up last night is people who are paid millions of dollars to basically go right up to that assault line. But don't cross it. But we want you to be living, breathing car crashes. Uh, and we'll pay you millions of dollars to do that. But when you do cross that line, we're all going to be act shocked. Like, oh, I can't believe he tried to hit him with his own help. Have you watched football at all? Anybody watch football? Now, obviously, there is a line in the sand drawn. I get it. But the idea, if you are a current player or former player, to have this moral outrage and, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, this is, oh, it's got to go. Please, people, you, you play a sport that pays you millions of dollars to do just that. Go to that line. Don't cross it. But really... You guys are putting yourself through you know, minor car crashes for 60 minutes every Sunday for 17, 18, 19, 20 weeks a year. Like, stop, please. Don't be surprised when guys like Miles Garrett or Vontez Perfect or anybody else either A, kill people when they're off the field 
okay, Aaron Hernandez, or I don't know, sit there and try and assault people with their own helmet and equipment on the field. Not really that surprising in the scope of things, guys, but you want to play the moral high ground, be my guest. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell everyone how it's uh, how uh, how unfathomable it is that this guy did. He's going to get suspended. He's going to get fined. How long that is, who knows? But quite honestly, we will all get over it the minute Sunday hits and we have more NFL games uh, that will get ready to go. So congratulations, Miles Garrett. And I thought Miles Garrett, I thought his explanation was uh, was fairly spot on. I think he uh, he realizes exactly what he did. I do think that he knows that, well, you know, he hurt his team. And, of course, they talked to him after the game, didn't they? No, we're good. You know, it's it's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, the guys who, who jumped in the scrum, you know, I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. Yeah, well, okay, there you go. End of discussion. I never should have got to the point. He did. I lost my call. You know, shouldn't have got to that point. It's going to hurt our team. It sucks. Okay, you know, next. What else do you want to do? I, you know, the pound of flesh here, guys. He's going to be suspended. He's probably going to have to write a very big check. It is what it is. He'll be back on a football field way before most people are going to be comfortable with anyway. But so what? We'll move on and we'll forget it. I love this fake outrage for 24 hours. It cracks me up. Uh, we had also told you, of course, that, you know, Mason Rudolph, not without blame here, guys, maybe lost in all of this is the fact that the real instigator with this entire situation was Mason Rudolph. Not that nobody deserves to have, you know, whack-a-mole with your head in your own helmet. Trust me on that. I get that. But the idea that Mason Rudolph is somehow this innocent uh, victim in all this, that's uh, a... Uh, That's a convenient narrative because the truth is, guys, watch the tape. This whole thing started where he's on the ground trying to rip off Miles Garrett's helmet. Now, of course, there's no excuse for what Miles Garrett did, but is Mason Rudolph really without fault in this entire situation here? Because that's what a lot of people are trying to make it out to seem. Like this poor Mason Rudolph, even when they got up to their feet, it wasn't like Mason Rudolph tried to separate himself from Miles Garrett. He went after Miles Garrett. He continued to try to get over his offensive lineman to get to Miles Garrett. It wasn't like he was trying to get away. No, no, no. He kept coming back for more. So what Miles Garrett did, going to cost him. I'm going to be very interested to see what the NFL does with Mason Rudolph. That, to me, is going to be the big question here. What does Roger Goodell do with a quarterback that was, yes, unfortunately assaulted in a in a fight that should never have happened, but it also happened because he was just as responsible as anybody else to even get it to that point. So either guy could have shut it down and walked away. Miles Garrett didn't, turned into what it is right now, but Mason Rudolph certainly could have walked away and tried to get as far away from Miles Garrett as humanly possible. But instead, he kept going back for more. And of course, what did Mason Rudolph have to say after the game? Pretty cowardly, kind of pretty Bush League, which, you know, there's plenty of tape out there to watch. I haven't seen it replay, but yes, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, you know what you may see is your dumb ass trying to rip off Miles Garrett's helmet who could squash you in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, you going after Miles Garrett 
even after you lost your damn helmet for in why like why any of this doesn't make any damn sense you lost the game may i get it you threw four interceptions you actually you were more value you were the most valuable player of the game for the cleveland browns but the reality is man this was this is not just on Miles Garrett. I know people are going to want to make it out to seem like, oh, guys, oh, just villainize him. Listen, he made a mistake. He's going to pay for it, no doubt. But there are a few other very interesting details to this story that are being conveniently left out by the media. Watch the tape, guys, and you will see that, yes, Miles Garrett was completely lost his lunch, but... It wasn't like Mason Rudolph wasn't just sitting there poking the big bears. Let's see what the NFL does as far as that goes. Now, Mike Tamlin uh, took a page out of Bill Belichick's book last night after the game going, uh, what fight? Fight? I didn't see any fight. What, what fight? I'll keep my thoughts to myself. You guys saw what happened at the end. You have mm. no comment about it? That's exactly what I said. I got no comment. Mm. Have you ever seen anything like that at the end of a game? No more questions regarding that because I'm saying nothing. There you go. Mike Tomlin bringing absolutely nothing. What about Freddie Kitchens? What did we get from Freddie Kitchens about this uh, situation? First year head coach. A lot of guys think he's in over his head. Would Freddie Kitchens open mouth, insert foots? Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. I never okay fights. Did you say that? Did you say I okayed fights? I never okayed fights. Did I want them to get after their Yes, I did. But that's not fighting. That's not after the whistle. I never condoned fighting. Going well for Freddie, huh? Even when Cleveland wins, they lose. And you know the best part? (laughs) I don't really care because I cashed the ticket and told you to take Cleveland laying free. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, so there's a couple of congratulations in order here. We'll get to if you're just waking up and uh, didn't get a chance to see or hear uh, some of those uh, breaking headlines from last night. Of course, we've been covering the Browns and the Steelers. More importantly, the final uh, 10 seconds of the Browns and the Steelers. But uh, there are a couple of awards handed out yesterday in Major League Baseball. Congratulations to Cody Bellinger, the first Dodger to win the National League MVP since uh, Clayton Kershaw did it back in 2014. He uh, beat out defending champ Christian Yellick as well as Anthony Rendon, but uh, he got 19 of the 30 ballots. He was uh, second on 10 more of those, uh, but congratulations. Great job. Clayton Kershaw, the other Dodger 2014, and the first position player to do so in Dodger uniform since Kurt Gibson back in 1988. He did uh, shed a tear or two there after he had won the award. He said, it's what you dream of, and uh, kudos to uh, Cody Ballinger for going ahead and snagging the National League uh, MVP. And over in the American League, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. But uh, Mike Trout, uh, big again, captured his uh, third American League MVP award. He just beat out the Houston Astros third baseman, Alex Bregman. He received 17 first-place votes. Bregman received the other 13. Trout and Bregman were either first and second on all 30 ballots. I can only imagine... Talk about fake outrage. Could you imagine what the media would have done if Bregman had won and you would have had all three big awards, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, and MVP, all from the Houston Astros, all from the team that recently has uh, come to light that they just cheat better than everybody else? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There would have been absolute moral outrage. I want to recount. I don't buy it, but... Mike Trout, nobody's going to argue with Trout. Baseball had the perfect scapegoat there. Hey, listen, I know Bregman won, but if we say the Trout won, nobody's going to argue with Mike Trout being your MVP for the third time. Set a career high, 45 home runs. Uh, Just unbelievable. Missed the final 19 games of the season because of a foot injury, but he did lead the majors. And on base percentage, uh, he was right there at the top in slugging percentage. And, of course, the whole war fact, uh, 180, just that's off the charts. Nobody comes even close there. So congratulations, Mike Trout. Congratulations, Cody Ballinger. And once again, congratulations 
Uh, I didn't even forgot about this guy, but apparently he going to be back in the association, guys. We got ourselves a Carmelo Anthony sighting. Carmelo has signed a one-year deal to come back and play hoops for the Portland Trailblazers. Why? Because they're a train wreck just like Carmelo Anthony is. But, yes, Carmelo, that's it, man. He is ready to go. He's, he'll be back. No guaranteed money. He'll make 14000 $490. That's right. $14,490. Every day he remains on the Portland Trailblazers roster. If he makes it to January 7th, he becomes fully guaranteed for the rest of the season. That's the business side of the deal. From the actual basketball side, listen, what does he have left? We won't know until we see him on a court. The biggest problem with Mello wasn't the fact that he couldn't shoot. The biggest problem with Mello was that he thought he was better than what he was, especially the last couple of tour stops that he had in the league in Houston and Oklahoma City. He became more of a distraction than an asset. And that is why, of course, a lot of teams had balked. Listen, this guy could hang out in the corner, play a four all day, wait for somebody to pass him the ball and just knock down mid-range jumpers or, you know, threes all day long. That's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to be Mr. ISO. He wanted to be Mr. End-All, Be-All, and that was where he started to get into problems there. But I do think that Melo has grown up a little bit. I think he's I think he's missed the game so much to the point where he's realized and he's come to grips with his own, well, his own reality of what he does and how he can help a team. And quite honestly, if he still has some in the tank, I think he's kind of a good fit there for McCollum and Damian Lillard, who take 45% of the shots for the the Portland Trailblazers. If you basically clamp down on those two, they don't have anybody else that can shoot. So you got a guy that can space the floor now. You got a guy that can hit some jumpers. You're not asking him to do a lot. If he can hit 30, 32% from three-point range, guys, he's for what those two guys bring to the table, it's exactly what you need. Probably not going to give you a lot on the defense. Not, not going to give you a lot on the defense, but he can hang out in the corner, wait for guys to collapse, pick and rolls all day on Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, gives them an option and a shooter in the corner, Again, 32, 33% from three-point range, and you got yourself for 14,000, what did we say, 14, uh, 490 a game? You're a hell of a lot better Portland than you were yesterday, provided he's come to his own reality and realizes exactly what he brings to the table, and he's willing to play nice. If he is, well, I think he might have a, uh, a pretty good shot of uh, remaining on a Portland Trailblazers roster, and we might just... Finally get to see Carmelo Anthony go out in style here with a little dignity here and his ability to be able to shoot the basketball. So those were the headlines that came out last night during this Monday night football game. And, of course, all centered around the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett playing uh, whack-a-mole with Mason Rudolph's helmet and head. That didn't go over all that well, but we've got games tonight, guys. Oh, I did want to mention, too, the uh, Kent State. Congratulations to Kent State, who took on. We had a little Mac action last night, guys, and it was fantastic. As Kent State came all the way back, they were just getting annihilated last night uh, by Buffalo, who was really taking it to them. And Buffalo was, uh, they weren't showing any mercy early on in that game, but something very crazy happened 
in Mac football, guys. I don't know if you know this, but come the fourth quarter, when Mac action football takes center stage, it's been happening all week. Crazy ass things take center stage, guys. We're talking crazy. This game was 24 to six going in to the fourth quarter. 24 to six, Buffalo. What happened? Well, a sequence of events in the final seven minutes of that game that I don't think we are going to see until, well, the next Mac action football game next week. Uh, Kent State scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. Buffalo only kicked three points. That's it. They only got three. So you now have a Kent State comeback and a final score of 30 to 27. Kent State was getting six in this game. Buffalo, I will repeat, going into the fourth quarter. 24 to six dominated time of possession and just about every other offensive statistic in the world. And then Kent State exploded for 24 points, including a block punt and an onside kick that was executed perfectly by the kicker. Welcome to Mac Action Football, guys. The cover got it. That's it. Buffalo, if you had laid the six, sorry. Kent State gets it. The over. Also hit there last night. If you were somebody that uh, that was looking at the over, congratulations. 57 points. The over, 55 and a half is what the closing line was. Barely made it over. Again, folks with the unders are just scratching their head. Uh, that's why you don't take unders in Mac action football, guys. Uh, in the other game last night, congratulations to Pittsburgh in overtime. Takes down the North Carolina Tar Heels, 34 to 27. Oh, keeping in mind that spread four points. North Carolina was getting four. The total in that game was bet down to 49. Well, you very rarely do you get a game going into overtime where the under is still liable. And it was not last night as 34 to 27 Pittsburgh wins because they scored a touchdown in overtime and North Carolina didn't. But another crazy comeback. You had it 24 to 10 heading into the fourth quarter. And in typical Mac Brown, North Carolina fashion, they've done this all year long, guys. They scored 17 in the fourth quarter to tie that game up and send it into overtime only to lose it by a touchdown. Unfortunate there. But again, we'll have more about the upcoming games tonight, Conference USA and Mountain West. Big action tonight. We'll cover those along with. Some college hoops. Congratulations to Michigan State. What a great game. They took down number 12, Seton Hall, 76 to 73. That was the battle of two top 25s last night. Way more college hoops tonight. Way more college hoops tonight. 48 games, I believe, in total. We're going to dive into a lot of those. Eight NBA games, five NHL games, two college football games. Plus, coming up next hour in Make It Rain, we will look to do just that as we get you ready for not only a huge Saturday in college football, but a huge Sunday now in the NFL and what it all means. We will break down those games coming up. But I do want to a little gambling you here because of the Cleveland Browns win and because we had been telling you now for the last couple of weeks, especially centering around the Cleveland Browns. That was a huge win for the pros last night. Not a great win for the public once again. They beat the Steelers 21 to 7, right? And all week long, all week long, people have been saying, ah, this is just too good to be true. Pittsburgh's the better team. They've won four games. 
They have the better record. It's Cleveland. It's Freddie Kitchens. Pittsburgh's owned it. And here's a good thing to remember. And professional sports handicappers and sports bettors will tell you guys. The number one rule of thumb is that if it looks too good to be true, yeah, it is. And many times, guys, it is. It is one of the guiding principles of people who do this for a living, people who bet money to win money in sports. The Steelers, yeah, they were the better team. Yeah, they got a better record. Yeah, they're riding a win streak. All of that. Yeah. Yeah, they own the they own the uh the whole uh you know, the whole series. Yeah, all of that. But getting points with Pittsburgh, how many of you heard yesterday? Oh, this is a lock, guys. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, but like what I have been saying and will always continue to say, sports books are pretty sharp people. The guys running sports books, the guys setting the lines, yeah, they're open for a reason, guys. They are open for a reason. So instead of betting on the surface, you have to look at a industry and a business that, I don't know, is not in it to lose money. So when they open up a line like that and a at three at what two and a half, it opened up in minus two and a half. It was bet up to minus three last night. And still people were arguing that this is it's like taking candy from a baby. If that didn't set off alarm bells for you guys, you maybe sports betting is not what you should be into because the books were telling you the Browns are not done. No matter what you think of Pittsburgh, there's a better chance of Pittsburgh being overvalued and overrated as opposed to Cleveland being that big a dumpster fire last night. And that's exactly what it proved to be, guys. Underdogs have value when they are unpopular, okay? Rule of thumb, and this is the big point here, guys. Underdogs have value when they are unpopular because you then can jump in and take advantage of the public bias and, of course, the shading of the lines. The books know that. So the books will shade the line. You will get a better number from a underdog that is unpopular. You don't make money by backing popular underdogs. Doesn't work that way. At that point, you're better off being on the side of the book. Lesson learned, guys. Gonna be plenty of that this weekend. Two weeks in a row with Cleveland. Well, we got more to break down. What games on the card fit that mold? We'll do that next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Good luck. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning line. Go! So now, after the game, of course, <laughs> they throw a microphone in front of Baker Mayfield, the winning quarterback, and tried to get his thoughts. And I'll say this about Baker. He, um, he didn't pull no punches. Uh, you know, out of, uh, they always say something good comes out of something, you know, terrible. Well, th- that was a terrible situation for a Browns team. It was terrible look for the NFL. And I thought Baker handled it as good as anybody could. This was him at the end of the game being asked what he thought about the situation. Um, I didn't see why it started, um, uh, but it's inexcusable that, uh, you know, I don't care rivalry or not. We can't do that. That's that's kind of the history of you know what's been going on here lately, hurting yourself, and that's just endangering the other team. That's inexcusable. He knows that. Um, I hope he does now. It's just it's tough. Um, we'll see. Mason Rudolph, a friend of yours, Miles Garrett, a teammate of yours. What were you saying to your teammates over there to kind of calm everybody down? Uh, I don't think there's anything in that moment that I can really say to calm him down. Uh, you know what? The, the reality is he, he's going to get suspended. Uh, we don't know how long, and that hurts our team. Well done. Uh, got it. I'll give credit. I have uh, ripped him pretty well here, Baker Mayfield, over time. But I thought he did a good job in that moment. Because what the hell do you say? Your your best defensive player just committed assault on the other team's quarterback and has managed to do something we have never ever seen in the NFL before: using somebody else's helmet as a weapon to try and basically knock him out. I never seen that before, and. This isn't a reserve nose tackle, guys. We're talking about Miles Garrett. We're talking about the best, one of the best defensive players in the game, certainly the best defensive player on the Cleveland Browns. And seconds, I mean, just minutes after it happened, you stick a microphone on the national stage in front of Baker Mayfield, who uh, I like what he said. It's inexcusable. He didn't make any excuses for his teammate. 
Uh, he basically said, you know, it's it, we know what's going to happen here. He hurt his team. You can't do it. I think he said all the right things. So good for him. Uh, and then, of course, he went on to say that, yeah, this is going to be terrible because this is all we're going to get here is more drama. That's He's going to own up to it. He's going to handle it. Uh, and this locker room is going to have to come together because this is going to be a soap opera on the outside, much like the media has, has portrayed us to be uh, from the whole season. No, no, not the media, uh, my friend. You, you started the whole soap opera thing with your damn interviews, your comments and everything else. So not the media. You were the one who created the soap opera. But to his credit, as a leader of a football team, as a starting quarterback, you need to be the face and the voice of the team. You did a pretty good job. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.